Tim Hudak is here, former leader of Ontario's Conservatives, knows a thing or two about Queen's Park. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John Moore. All right, so calls continue for the Commons Speaker to resign. And I think, I wouldn't say necessarily, Tim, we're in a stalemate, but I think the problem is everybody likes him. He likes the job, but I still think he needs to quit. He does, and I'll I'll say by Thursday. Uh, look, I I cannot like I never would have had the phrase "standing ovation for the Nazi" on my parliamentary bingo card. <laughs> this is, I cannot believe this actually happened. The Speaker of the House um, plays an important position. You've outlined it well this morning already on your show. It's somebody that we trust as parliamentarians to maintain dignity and decorum in the House. They've got constant knowledge of how Parliament works. They consult these massive of tomes to make decisions on procedure from time to time. They, they raise a level in the House. And to, to think that you could have made this kind of embarrassment, it's worse than embarrassing. It's an international incident undermining yeah. our allies, shaming us in front of the nation. And look, it's pretty basic. If you fought against the Russians in World War II and you're Ukrainian, you probably were a Nazi, right? <laughs> I cannot believe he let this slip through. He needs to go. He has lost the confidence of the House. He's lost the confidence of the country for the dignity uh, of the office. This speaker should no longer remain. We, we faced this, uh, sadly, John, uh, when I was in the Ontario legislature uh, with a speaker of the House who's accused of sexual harassment. This was in the pre-Me uh, Too uh, era. He stood there for too long, and we had a similar stalemate. The only way to remove the speaker was a vote of lack of confidence in the House. It came up daily in question period. What ultimately broke it was a bunch of the speaker's colleagues who were part of my party, the Ontario PC party, told them to go, to step aside, to settle that matter outside. It eventually happened. It took about an embarrassing week. That's got to happen internally. Those that know Rhoda got to go to them and say, buddy, you got to go. That mistake is simply unforgivable. Well, and it's worth emphasizing, I think, that here we're unpacking it, like, you know, which department was responsible for this, which individuals should have vetted and didn't. It doesn't matter. There's 30 seconds of video showing on TV stations around the world of our parliament giving a standing ovation to a Nazi. Speaker, I, I cannot imagine the, the damage, the, the embarrassment to, to our country. I, I cannot imagine anybody of Jewish heritage to see our parliamentarians uh, basically give an ovation to a, a Nazi. The Speaker acts as a mixture of professor and, and judge. They have to act with dignity. They have to be a representative of Parliament and our country. This is a terrible failure of those duties. He's got to go. Uh, National Post's Adam Zivo is going to join us at 6.35 this morning. He is in uh, Odessa, Ukraine, so he's going to let us know how this is playing in Ukraine and how it's being reflected in Russia. Let's move on to something that's totally in your wheelhouse. The Ontario Conservatives say they're going to codify the green belt. So effectively, they're going to lock it up. Nobody ever touches it again, which frankly, I mean, I can see, and maybe you can speak to this, why every once in a while we need to tinker with the green belt. Uh, so, you know, Locking it up in the wake of having probably overreached in unlocking it may be a mistake. Yeah, this is overcompensation. Let me address the issue, John, you put on the table, then I've, I've got a bigger one to tell you about some of the things behind the scenes. Uh, look, the, the Green Belt uh, has been uh, adjusted, I think, maybe about 17 times under the previous government because some hydro wires are going through. Maybe there's a, a wind farm uh, in, in the Green Belt, a, a road. The legislation w was built uh, to have a flexible boundary that if there's land that can be taken out that was not environmentally sensitive, you could put that level of land and more back in the Green Belt. 
Greenbelt. So the size of Greenbelt would grow over time. I think that was sensible policy. Premier Ford approached it from that direction, but then things fell apart because of an awful process. I, I believe saying it has to be in law and that every piece of grass is sacred is an, is an over-adjustment to the scandal. Here's what's more important. What happened here is that Doug Ford got mad. He got mad and good for him because of the terrible behavior of some of his of his cabinet and some of the staff who got too cozy with developers, who ignored basic rules of how you conduct yourself as a member and exposed the government to significant embarrassment. So he cleaned house. Good for him. He did a top to, uh, top to bottom. You know, who was involved, who made bad decisions, and, and they need to go further. You know, one time during the Eves government, we had a, a, a series of scandals around using expense accounts for inappropriate things, whether that's you know, going, <laughs> spending too much nights in a, in a hotel, alcohol, that kind of stuff. It showed a government, quite frankly, that was past its best before date, thought it was government, became sloppy with taxpayers' money. And we brought in a process where we went through every minister's expenses from top to bottom, every dollar spent, paid it back stepped aside, what have you. That's what he has to do further, make sure there's no more examples of the embarrassing behavior we already saw. So hopefully he'll conduct that, get mad, send a strong message, because it's far too early for that kind of thing, and cause the rest of the caucus and the staff to clean up their act. There is, Tim, a push at Toronto City Hall to raise the cost of a parking ticket, because in some cases, a parking ticket is actually cheaper than the parking fare. And I can certainly tell you, I'm saying this on CP24 this morning, and I thought probably some traffic control officers watching, and they're going to come and get me. But <laughs> there are times I'll go to Longo's, and I know I'm only going to be like five to seven minutes. So I take my chances, and I've never gotten a ticket. Well, Debbie actually calls that parking roulette, and I know uh, Deb's on your 745 panel, so she can tell you a bit more about uh, how she approached that game. Uh, look, the, um, th this is a very effective way of saying fines need to come up. It is, it is surprising. I'm happy to see this news that, uh, that fines are actually lower than the cost of ticket uh, in some areas. And, you know, the Green P app, John, is a bit of a unicorn, right? It's a government app that actually works. Yeah. And it's user-friendly. I love using it. There really should be no excuse here. Uh, Fines uh, should go up to pro to actually discourage parking roulette on the streets of Toronto. We're going to be talking with a mom later on in the show this morning who tried to start a league for young female hockey players, and her unfortunate experience was she couldn't get any ice time. Yeah, good for her. I, I, I'm cheering her on. Hockey uh, is a bit of sports royalty. I used to deal with organized hockey when I was the uh, cabinet minister responsible for sports and recreation in, in Ontario. They can often be uh, aloof, definitely out of touch, stuck in the past. And, and look, I mean, Hockey Canada is the, the embodiment of this kind of uh, attitude. There should be greater time for girls. Well, I've encountered this really in, in two ways in, in my own family as a father of two daughters. Maitland, my youngest at nine, God bless her, signed up for basketball. She's the only girl on an all-boys team. And to, to, to talk about this ability, she was actually really, she was a little sad. She was uncomfortable. She cried at first. She wasn't sure she wanted to go forward. And to her credit, showed determination, went on that floor better than the average boy on that court. And John, after her first practice, flying high and loving that opportunity to be on, on that team. And at Miller's School, Loretto Abbey, Catholic School, they've got a crappy field in the backyard. You look at some all-boys Catholic schools in the public system, and they look like university colleges and campuses with the equipment that they have, 
the fields they have. Well, girls' schools look like there's something stuck in the 1950s. So we fought as a parent council to level that playing field to give girls the same opportunities to develop leadership skills, a sense of teamwork and confidence, the value of, of hard work, the effectiveness of practice. Girls should have an equal opportunity to develop those skills as boys. Thank you, sir. Good to have you this morning. Have a great day. That is Tim Hudak on the morning brief.